Hello again, everyone, and welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Matt. I think Malika might have gone to get a drink. No, I'm here. Oh. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You usurped me. Okay. You're Matt. I'm Malika. <laughs> I was thinking about that one when I started talking. Like, which order are we going in this time? <laughs> <laughs> it's not alphabetical, so uh, just last I heard, she was going to get a drink, and I didn't know if you waited long oh, enough. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, sh- I should tell you this that I um I'm I'm a fidgeter, and I have um, a laptop that I can easily carry around with me. So as we podcast, I might be sitting in ten different places because I just carry it around with me and podcast. Oh wow! So I have so, gotten so. my drink, and um, I am now sitting somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> cheers mm, cheers cheers and we are joined this week by our special guest mel Yay. hey mel hey she just <laughs> threw her air uh her arms up in the air for herself fraggle fraggle style <laughs> fraggle style yes yes for those that don't know, Matt and Mel are roommates. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. That is all. <laughs> I think they sleep in the same room. <laughs> but but I sleep on the floor and Matt sleeps on the bed. Well, I don't know Aww. why. But <laughs> I, I, I thought that it was going to be Lucy Desi style. You know, you had like matching twin beds. Yeah. Either side. Too. Yeah, we also we help we also have matching twin beds, but I sleep on the floor for some reason. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes sometimes the floor is preferable. I've sat, slept on my awful mattresses and found the floor preferable. Exactly. It's okay. Do Briscoe and Bowler sleep in the other bed? Yes, that is why I've been uh, been kicked off the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Aww. cats, oh, cats <laughs> They have a reign of terror. <laughs> <laughs> help, help us help us so my dog is eight pounds but i don't know how she must grow and like you know she's sleeping in bed with me like she takes up half the half the bed they <laughs> seem to they seem to be oh. very good at that our cats yeah they're probably about your dog's size and yeah they they tend to just take as much room as they can mm-hmm. and, and it's a lot more room than they their size would uh would merit it's it's amazing yeah they just like to push you over <laughs> Matt, you come to bed sometimes and you have like no room left. There's yeah. like <laughs> maybe like maybe like five inches of space. I feel bad moving <laughs> the cat so I don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways, Terminator. Yeah. Ter- yeah. Mel, is this your first time seeing the Sarah Connor Chronicles? I saw the same amount of episodes as Matt did. When Matt, okay, yeah, the about first three episodes, maybe three, maybe. Yeah. 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 Oh, were you a fan of the movies before? I am a fan of the movies. Yes. Uh, awesome. How many of the uh, movies? How many of the movies? Well, I like the first two. That, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The third one was okay. I was kind of partially watching it with you. It's all right. Mm. It's the other two are fan fiction, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. We are here today to discuss episode two of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Nothi Seaton. I'm probably going to say that different every time. Where does that title come from? It's Greek. It means know thyself. Okay. I think I put some extra ends in there last week when I said it, when I was listening to the replay. I thought maybe it was like the name of a weird recipe. I wasn't sure. (laughs) 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 There weren't any bed and breakfasts and there was no masturbation as was predicted. (laughs) Unless we, unless I I missed it. That was really sad. I I thought I saw some masturbation, but it was dark in the, you know, when he was by himself. So, okay. <laughs> or maybe it's my imagination, but yeah. <laughs> you see what you want to see. It was mind masturbation. 
<laughs> Whoa. I keep saying this on my podcast and I'm easily distracted. And I just got a, a message on my phone that somebody named Will Johnson invited me to connect on LinkedIn. Oh. Why'd well, you do that to yourself? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> know thyself, Will. Know thyself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to do it. Yeah. You should tell him. request denied. You should reply to him and say, Nothy Seothorn. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> should ask myself for a recommendation. Yeah. 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 So can you endorse me? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> endorse me for what? Mm. Uh, this episode originally aired January 14, 2008, which was the day after the pilot. So maybe that's why I thought it was a two-hour pilot, because Fox likes to do those two-day premiere event things. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah. While Fox is bringing shows back, you know, speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, bring, they're bringing X-Files back. They should bring this show back for a few episodes. They should. Even though I haven't seen it all, they should. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little. Uh, it was directed by David Nutter and written by Josh Friedman, just like the pilot. I saw that the ratings for this was 10.08 million, and the pilot got 18.36 million. Oh, hmm. expected. Yeah. They, I saw um, with this episode, I don't think they were with the pilot, but executive story editors were Zach Stentz and Ashley Edward Miller. And I've been kind of following them. I'm kind of fans of them, I guess, ever since this show, because uh, they wrote a bunch of episodes. And after this, they went on to work on Friends. But they've been writing partners for a while. And I know they started off on Andromeda. And they wrote X-Men First Class in the first Thor movie. And I think right now... Let me look up. I'm forgot to look this up. Yeah, right now they're working on... Top Gun 2. What? There's a Top Gun and, 2 series? Yeah. Wow. No. On a... Is Tom Cruise going to be in it? That's still happening? I don't know. It says announced. Yeah, Top Gun 2 announced. And is he going to be in it? It doesn't list any cast. Oh, yeah. He's going to be in this Maverick. No way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that... Um, I didn't know about this, but last week I started, I got this um, gif of Maverick doing the thumbs up. And so in all my work email, like instead of saying yes, if I have to respond, I just put the gif of him doing the thumbs up in all my email communications. Um, and now, like, I feel like I've, I've helped it come to be. <laughs> that's when, yeah, people have responded and be like, that's when he was hot. And that's before we knew he was crazy. And I'm like, that's right. And now we know both things. So what can we say about this movie? I don't know. They're also working on a Power Rangers movie due to be out next year. No way. <laughs> yeah. Jamie's excited. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I saw this. I didn't know this before, but I saw uh, the other day that they had some legal restrictions over the Terminator name. So... It's in the title and it's in that voiceover, but other than that, they can't really use the name Terminator that much. So that's the reason why the Terminators have names. And you say they kind of go out of their way. Even in this episode, I think they say like our metal friend or whatever, or something like that. They don't go out of the way to use the word Terminator, not to use the word Terminator. Hmm. That's really weird. Why would you only be allowed to see it sometimes, but not all the time? It's, yeah, it's like only just... 25% of the time are you allowed to say Terminator. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> hmm. 
All right, so let's get started with the recap. So what did y'all think about the opening for the show? We didn't get to see it last time. <laughs> it was interesting. So, I'm trying to recall it. it. I can't remember. <laughs> it was like, just her saying that they send Terminators back. It was the voiceover from Sarah Connor. Yeah, I think that uh, it was... Here's uh, I didn't care too much for it because there was that voiceover, and then the episode itself started, started with voiceover. So yeah. it was a little just you know, jarring from that. Like, you know, usually I'll skip the previously on or the, the beginnings, but this time I listened to it all because I didn't know. So I just noticed that it was weird because you had her voiceover explaining it to you and then had her voiceover started talking about her son for this episode. So I didn't really care for that. Hmm. Yeah, so we start with a voiceover from Sarah. She's saying that knowing thyself is easier than done, easier said than done. If you spend your whole life hiding who you are, you could end up fooling yourself. While this is going on, we see Cromarty's head being found. <laughs> so did that come through the time portal with them, or has that been sitting there? Is that near where the bank exploded? It's just been sitting there for years, or what? Came through the portal. I think originally I thought it was just sitting there for um, yeah, seven years, but it came through the portal. And you know there's a whole thing about it has to be covered in flesh to get through. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah, apparently there was flesh on it, but it was burning off so quickly. And there was supposed to be a scene where we see that happening, but Fox thought it might be a little too gruesome <laughs> to have that burn off. I see. But it, but his body, his body had actually been sitting there for years. I don't. I thought it was this whole. See, was it just the head? His body didn't come in. Yeah, it was in the. Um, yeah, his body was there. Yeah. So I had some more notes. I'm just trying to see what these notes say. Okay. So John and Sarah are adjusting and they're time lagged and he's antsy because he's been cooped up for three days ready to get some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I have a train that's like right outside my door. I usually try to mute it when it goes by. Is it but I guess you got it. Catch your train. You got to catch your train. Yeah, you got to catch your train. Bring your laptop. <laughs> I have to, apparently, this train, I have to, like, catch <laughs> every... <laughs> see, I have to catch it, like, every, like, hour. It's pretty loud. Wow. But I didn't know you guys could hear it. I've kind of tuned it out. So every hour on the hour, there's a train waiting for you. That's amazing. That's, like, Harry Potter style. Slight exaggeration, but even while I'm sleeping, this train is, like, like comes for me. I'm <laughs> like, you know, not right now, train. Come on, go to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> I would catch that train every time. <laughs> For real. These these things are like, no, we just go to West Texas and nobody wants to go to West Texas. No offense <laughs> to West Texas listeners, but it's West Texas. Yeah. Um yes, this uh this uh John, John is all cooped up inside and not be able to get leave. I'm like, yeah, this is total foreshadowing and I was right. For what? Yeah. For him running off. No. Oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's totally going to run off and mm-hmm. do things that he's not supposed to do. Do stupid teenager stupid, things. Stupid, oh, stupid stuff, yes. <laughs> he wants to get their new IDs. Cameron's ready to go, too. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to go track down Enrique. From T2? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be the same guy, yeah. He got old. Yeah, he got a face lift, a face change, I guess. <laughs> Cameron says that John sent back fake paper, uh, better fake paper guys, and this is news to Sarah. Okay, this doesn't, ah, uh, I don't like this. 
I don't like the revolving door of time travel now with so many people. Terminators yeah. and people like going through like what like if if I, I was under the assumption that time travel was I don't know hard, hard or cost a lot of resources or it's just As difficult it be. in As some way. Be. And like if if you could just send like why didn't they send like twenty Terminators after Sarah Connor in T one? Why just one? Like I don't know. I don't Inflation. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like this revolving door of time travel. It does make sense, I guess, that you would try to send more than one person back to help out. I know, but previously it was it was established that you know it's one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. You mean only one Terminator, or? Yeah, there was one Terminator and one Protector. Because but... I thought I thought. Well, I thought that uh, Kyle Reese had gone through with uh, another dude than the other in dude. In the original killed. script. Oh, okay. Yeah, they cut that. That was an, an early draft. Yeah, okay. But, uh, oh, I forgot to mention forgot to mention this time travel question. This is, like, not related to Term- Terminator specifically, but since this is a time travel show series or whatever, I thought I'd ask it. What's your favorite, like, time travel... Uh, conundrum or like problem or just thing that makes you think about time travel. What's your favorite scene? Maybe from a movie. What do you like about time travel, Will? I know you like it. <laughs> God, I don't know about my favorite, but I think the whole I keep saying how the future is the past and the past is the future. Well, stuff has happened, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. I like thinking about those kind of things. Surprisingly, for me, one of the one of the things that made me think the hardest and like made me like just wowed me about time travel was from bill and ted (laughs) (laughs) and it was the scene where they're trying to get in i think they're trying to get into the police department maybe maybe their dad's office or uh, one of their dad's office and they're like i know we'll just use the 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 time machine to go back or to go back grab his keys for his office and then place them here by this shrub (laughs) and then uh and then uh they look under the the shrub what was that? I said by the shrub. <laughs> yeah, by something. It was a sign or a shrub. It was like somewhere hidden. So they're like, they look there and there the keys are. So they're like, oh, so I guess we did it. And they're like, so they get the keys for the office. And uh, and then they're like, okay, so we have to remember later to take the time time machine and grab those keys. Otherwise, we can't get them. And then the other guy's like, but we got them. They're right here. <laughs> like... So, like, that's such a weird conundrum or a weird situation. It's like, you would think that you would have to remember to do that now so it would happen. Yeah. But it has happened. So you don't have yeah, to I do like, it. I kind of like the idea about whether or not this has always happened this way or if you're actually changing something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And also whether or not you can actually change anything or if it's going to course correct itself yeah it's so so or if there's fascinating like to think about universes with like <laughs> yeah yeah times. yeah yeah it, like <laughs> if you're like trying to change the past or whatever and you send somebody back you'd be like oh i hope you change the future and then as soon as they leave if nothing changes you're like don't we're gonna <laughs> time travel works like alternate realities damn it <laughs> Maybe yeah. you sent them back and they died when they got sent back. Or that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so in the car, Sarah was chewing out Cameron. Uh, we found out other resistance fighters were sent back and Sarah wants John to stay inside. 
Of course she does. And like, did it, was yeah. it anyone fooled by like thinking that he would stay inside for the entire episode? Like, no. <laughs> huh, how long is it going to take for him to, you know, defy his mother's orders? Exactly. Stay inside unless you're going to school, public school. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, but he doesn't have an identity, Matt, so he can't go to yeah. public school yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, a, yeah, he has no identity, yeah. so he has to stay inside. Like a statue. Sarah and Cameron go to meet these four resistance fighters who who would recognize Cameron, but they find four dead bodies on the floor. There's a barcode on one of them's arm like Kyle Reese had. And I don't know, for some reason when she said the name Kyle Reese, I got tingly inside. I was happy <laughs> just, to, just to hear his name mentioned. Yeah. Did your dog bark? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> He's probably asleep. <laughs> <laughs> One of the dead bodies turns out to be a Terminator, and it fights Cameron. They go flying out of a window. It's a very T3 fight. Yeah. Ugh. No. Uh, like, Terminator fights are just an exercise in futility. Like, there's, they can't do anything to each other. Yeah, they just throw each other around. And for- it's a lot of violence and, like, whatever, and you know one of them is going to end up somewhat disabled so that the other one can get away, but you know that, like, he's going to reset. Or she's going to reset. Yeah, but he looks at her and doesn't recognize her and decides to evade. And while she's chasing it, Sarah steals a bike and uses that bike to knock him over. And then Cameron gets hit by a freaking car. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. funny. I can't remember who it was that said that's their favorite gag when somebody gets hit by a moving vehicle. That happened last like- episode, too. Yeah, but, uh, I, I remember hearing the same thing. It was like on some <laughs> podcast I was listening to. There was just like, I yeah. love it when someone gets hit by a car. Um, yeah. Especially when that person is like completely not hurt whatsoever and is super freaky <laughs> and is like, calm down or whatever she says. Yeah. <laughs> that would make me cry. I'd be like totally fine with hitting someone, but if they spoke to me afterwards, I would just cry. I'd break that. That'd be too much. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, I can't take it. <laughs> A couple things about this. When the Terminator was running from Cameron, he like, lost his balance and almost fell over him like that i don't know if a terminator would do that and then when he got hit with the bike he, the bike hit his like his shins Legs, and, yeah. and he didn't fall forward he fell backwards what the hell <laughs> yeah, was a- and that incapacitated him somehow i don't understand Thanks. like like it, there's a uh an object a heavy object flying at your your ankles and it hits you in the ankles and you don't flip over it it hits your ankles then you fall backwards what maybe i don't know <laughs> Yeah. I don't understand Terminator physics. <laughs> so Sarah and Cameron return home. She's mad that she thinks it might have been pointless to come to the future anyway. She would have had seven more years to get them ready. But Cameron says, no, you died two years ago on December 4, 2005. Mm. So is this like the only thing from T3 that they took? The only thing I can remember, yeah. Yeah, the camp. yeah I actually... Um... You know, my recollection, uh, I, I skimmed through T3, but um, that, that part I did remember. So when I queued into that, I was like, oh, that's something that they took. We'll kind of discuss it later, but her reaction, I kind of liked too. John's fixing up Cameron. She says the Terminators are programmed for a specific mission, and John could walk right by one, and they wouldn't know who he was because they don't know what he looks like. And he's still restless and to go to school registration the next day. But didn't they say if they did find him, then they'd all they know? Did, yeah, if they did find out who he was, then they would know what 
they would have a mission and they would you know, do But Cromarty knows who he is. Cromarty knows what he looks like. Yeah, but he, I mean, he hasn't been able to contact the others, maybe. Mm, maybe. I assume they had some sort of, like, group, uh, group mind <laughs> central. Hive mind, yeah. yeah. They're the Borg. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, like John. The- okay. No, I was just going to say, for some reason, I like the name Cromarty. I've been thinking about it and kind of rolling it around in my mouth. I like it, Cromarty. I hope yeah. we keep his name. Anyway. <laughs> it's very close just to Cromarty. It's very close to Cromangan. Cromagnon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a caveman. Aww. He looks like one. <laughs> so, yeah, Sarah's going to see Enrique, and then there's some exposition. Uh, John sent Cameron there to fight with Sarah because Sarah's the best fighter that he knows and Sarah died from cancer. Why is she the best fighter he knows? She's fought one T-1000 in her life. And the- she was badass at it. Yeah, but the other fighters from the future... He's a mommy's boy. That's it's because he's a mommy's boy. My mommy's the best <laughs> mommy. She raised me the best stories and she's the best fighter. <laughs> but all the, other, all, all the other fighters from the future, they've Got way more experience fighting Terminators than she does. You know, I have to expect her to be like, well, that sucks because if I'm the best, <laughs> then that doesn't say very much for the future. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, he's just biased. Yeah, I think so. I'm like, maybe yeah. he's just being sweet. Yeah. See John recording outgoing voicemail messages. Oh, this was so annoying. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a Burbank phone number that he was giving. Why I was just, it annoying? I just, oh, I just got annoyed with it. It's just all the, it just felt like such a, I don't know, it felt like a little bit of a trope, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's been done. <laughs> Finally, he says, fuck it, and decides to go out. As well, he should, I what guess. What was he going out for? Anything specific or just to go out? I thought he was just going out. I wonder if they have a Galleria. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they have an arcade. Yeah. yeah. Atari. Uh, oh, kind of ended up at a mall. I was thinking, hmm, you've been to a mall. Remember what happened last time you went to a mall? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good idea. This boy doesn't learn. No, he doesn't. Ugh. Kids. Yeah. Damn kids. <laughs> Enrique says he's not surprised to see Sarah. Enrique, you recognize him. He's been in some stuff. He's been on Once Upon a Time and Continuum recently. Yeah, I reckon he's Geppetto on Once Upon a Time. And yeah, yeah. he's like a, a big guy in um in a Continuum. So I like this actor. I'm really sad what happened to him, but I like him a lot. Yeah. What happened to him? Oh, I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. Oh, are you talking about the actor or the character? The character. Yeah, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the actor. <laughs> um, uh, I recognize him from Dexter. Yeah. Was he in Dexter? Which season? Yes. Um, maybe it was seven. He was, no, it was no? like earlier than that. He was Santos Jimenez, who I think is the guy who killed Dexter's mother. The chainsaw. Oh. Wow. I believe. I don't remember him. Enrique can't get her the fake papers because he's left that life behind, but his nephew Carlos has taken over the business, but he's not a believer. He remarks how quiet Cameron is. She was giving him some weird looks in the scene. Gives him a very fake laugh. Yeah. And uh, he's, he keeps talking about his enemy and wars that he fought and stuff. Who was he fighting? I don't know. <laughs> this show is 
just I don't know. Confusing. Yeah, they were somewhere down in Mexico. They were fighting somebody. Hmm. John's wandering around. He sees everybody on their phones and goes into the mall to use his computer that has Windows Vista on it. This was hilarious. <laughs> he Googles himself, but not knowing that he's on the screen behind him. Rookie move. This wasn't even that long ago, and it feels like it's so long ago now. Just all the tech. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy old now. Oh, her flip phone. That just that always gets yeah. me. I think that the phones oh, are yeah. the phones are always the biggest thing. Like if you want to really show an age of a, I think that just people should just avoid using phones. <laughs> you know, like because really, like if you look at anything, I always look at the phones, and most people notice the phones, and um, as far as tech goes, but yeah. I mean, even the UI, like in the browsers, looked ancient. <laughs> but it was even funny when when he first got to the mall, and and the mall was like, it was almost like an upshot of the mall, and was almost like, oh, you could hear the angels singing as he saw the mall <laughs> civilization. <laughs> but it was, it's a mall. Nobody goes to malls anymore. I know. Oh. What happened to malls? I miss well, malls. I that's never go to malls. That, yeah, that's something else that kind of dated it. The show. It's called mall. the internet. It's <laughs> the internet is the thing that dated it. It's like I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I used to hang out at the malls. Yeah, yeah I, I miss being a mall rat, just hanging out at the mall all I know, day. Mall, malls aren't cool anymore. <laughs> now I just hang around at Amazon <laughs> with my Prime membership. I'm like, oh, I'll just click this button over here. Hey, I, just, I know when I at work sometimes when I'm taking a break, I'll just get on Amazon, update my wish list. <laughs> you know what they should do? It's, they should um, they should integrate social media with um, with Amazon because then it would be just like hanging out at a mall. That's true. Yeah. They need to have an Amazon chat room. Yeah, so we can just hang out there and not buy anything. Yeah. It's like, uh, so you're buying this tech, huh? How's that working out for you? Uh, check out this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd like to see where this. <laughs> iPod. I don't know. I never bought clothes on Amazon, but, you know. Uh, well, John sees that the three of them supposedly died. And I was wondering, did any of the students see Cameron get shot that day? And did they see her get up and walk off? Oh, they did. So. I, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Unless they were all dead, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah. He sees Dixon mentioned, and then the girl comes up and erases his history. He doesn't know what a history is. And he runs off. Yeah, I thought that was a kind of, you know, time travel, race history, very clever writers. This is 90, oh, 2008 from 99. She didn't mention cookies, which made me sad. <laughs> because if he doesn't clear his cash in cookies, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he learned something valuable by getting caught uh, doing that. So lesson yep. learned. This construction worker takes out Cromartie's head and puts it down, and this cat kind of turns it on, I guess. I was worried about the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't lick it. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> oh kitty. The Terminator had laser beams, and it fried the cat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was really hoping, because uh, I think later when the, the guy has no head, you know, he, he comes to claim his head. I was really hoping that he wouldn't be, like, wearing the cat head. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I hope he didn't kill the cat. <laughs> just a cat. Open head. up the, the helmet, it's visor. Just a, it's just a bloody cat head. 
Terminators only kill dogs, apparently. They leave cats alone. (laughs) It's it's just like TV that they always vilify cats and they kind of put up dogs, you know. Yeah. yeah, They always do that on TV for some reason. I guess with good reason. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Cats are evil. Uh, Yes. You said it, not me. Yeah, they're evil. But I still (laughs) love them. They'll eat your face. Yes, they no. Also, well, with dogs, I think. No, like your face. They won't. <laughs> well, yeah, but if they were starving, they probably would eat your face if you were dead. They probably would if you it's, were dead and they prob- were starving. Well, it's probably an urban legend, but or something akin to that. But um, I heard that dogs will actually starve before they eat. You know. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. alpha, but you know what? Is, my friend who is a cat owner just basically says that shows how dumb they are. <laughs> she's like, I would. Eat, she's like, I would eat you if you were. <laughs> and I'm like, this is why you're a cat person because you would eat me. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. So I guess there's a difference of opinion. <laughs> yes. Exactly. At a junk heap, Crow Marty's body comes to life and kills a dude, and there's a dog barking while this is going on. And at Sarah and Cameron arrives at Carlos's house and the dog goes, the dogs go crazy. And they, Sarah tells Cameron to wait outside. And Carlos offers her soda. Do you guys recognize Carlos from anything? He was on Sons of, Sons of Anarchy a bit. Okay. I recognize him from the Netflix, Dux, uh, from Dust Till Dawn series. Oh, I was going to watch that. I need to add it to my list. So, <laughs> Oh, I like this scene. Outside, Cameron and that girl are kind of sizing each other up a little bit. And Why doesn't Cameron squish that car when she leans on it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's maybe some respect there between, but this is one of my kind of favorite Terminator trying to fit in moments, I guess. What? I just like the way the summer moves. Well, why does she need to learn to fit in? Like in the first episode, she was like... She was perfectly fitting in. She was perfectly acting like a human. Yeah. I think this is a certain type of human. And, like, yeah. to be honest, like, what I wanted her to do is kind of just, like, kind of chill and, like, adopt that personality for the rest of the episode. I thought that was <laughs> funny. She kind of started to, though. She was wearing the makeup by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, but, I, I, yeah, I think it's a she has she acts like a human, but this is a certain type of human. So that's kind of what I chalked it up to. Yeah. Yeah, this girl was just listed as Chola, which I think is... Gangster girl, Spanish Chola. word for like a gangster yeah. girl, Chola. Um, She's going to be in the MASH reboot that's coming up. There's a MASH reboot? Oh my yes. gosh, what's wrong with people? <laughs> what is Why? up with all these reboots? I oh my don't goodness. know. But I, I actually, uh, I wanted more of her. I was hoping that she would like, you know, pop up wherever and like do Cameron's makeup and she and Cameron could like be friends. And she, she I guess oh. all for naught. She reminded me of one of the girls from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really su- of makeup or whatever. Yeah, the eye tattoos yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant. She reminded me of one of the. Um, you know the two that are always together. Um, in the little. Uh, I forget her name. It starts with an M. But anyway, it, there's there's two friends in in the Hispanic. Um, in the Hispanic gang that always stick together, and she reminds me of the shorter one. Maybe it's just the same girl. I don't know. Yeah. So Cameron, uh, no, Cameron, Carlos is seeing Sarah's pick. She talks about how his uncle cried over her death. So he's going to give Sarah the paper she needs for $20,000, the family discount. And another interesting, Sarah didn't know what 9-11 was. 
Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that? Them bringing that up. Um, I, I know it's just. I go ahead. Well, I think that it was. I mean, it had to be mentioned because that's such a significant, you know, change that what happened like now it seems a little dated but like you know i mean i can imagine i i actually really liked it like i i think that if it was if i was watching this at the time it launched i don't know if i would have liked it as much but for some reason i don't know i can kind of look back on it with further lens and just be like yeah that would be huge that would be huge you know your world would have changed because it kind of was the first time i guess the u.s felt that way it is huge it is huge but i don't like how she said that if she had been there she would have assumed it was judgment day she knows what judgment day is it's nukes it's not planes hitting buildings also did i don't she, think it was did she say ju- sorry did she say it was judgment day or did she just She's, say it started or something like that well yeah that that implies judgment day right and implies okay. the machines have begun their attack well i um, would have thought that it just meant that the machines were taking over and like you know machine like crashed the plane and that kind of thing like not that like it just started the war as opposed to like it being the end of everything i thought it just started maybe i don't know that's the way i took it i don't think it would have been the first time the u.s felt that way though because when you think about pearl harbor that's kind of the same kind of thing too mm-hmm. but i know it's like so long ago but you know i think it was the first time on our soil so that's why yeah um mm-hmm. That's why that's what made it different. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Um, Should have clarified that. No, no, no. That's. Hello? Oh. Yeah, I'm here. We're here. (laughs) I just got quiet. No, no, we were just. 9 11 does that. (laughs) We became. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It does do that, doesn't it? (laughs) Mm, Awkwardness. Mm. Just got to think about it. A cop pulls up outside and wants to know who Cameron is. He knows that she's not from around there and thinks she's up to no good. And Kara comes out, not Kara, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I mix them together last week too? <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah comes out at just the right time with a good cover story because that cop was so dead. Why didn't the cop? That ask? cop was a fucker. I'm sorry. My <laughs> <laughs> baby girl. Uh, I want to punch him in the face. Why didn't he question Sarah for coming out of a drug lord's house or whatever that guy is? Some sort of criminal's home. Did he see her come out or was she just walking? All that was behind him was the home. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He didn't see her come out, but she came from behind him. And all that was there was the house. I don't know. That cop was played by Sasha Ruiz, who's on yes. Grimm and... He was on Caprica. I like him a lot. I do too. <sighs> I'm gonna stalk him. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> oh my gosh! He's you... in Portland a lot now, so yeah. That's right. He Should is. Find him. Yes, we find out on Grimm that there's a lot beneath that uniform. That's <laughs> enticing. Yeah. Leave it at that. <laughs> this is very mysterious. You guys, are you saying he's got a, a very large penis or something? What are you guys oh this is network television. We would like to be. Let me just say this. I would like to say that, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just no. He just he just has some shirtless scenes in Grimm that um are are very very nice. Oh, okay. I was yeah. Like, the rest of his anatomy <laughs> is sadly. You know. Sadly, unavailable. At, at, yeah, it's undiscovered post. territory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. As of yet. <laughs> no worries. I'm glad I have another female in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
soon. Um, yeah, Sarah and Cameron walk home. Sarah wants to establish some rules, but Cameron says she takes orders from John, but not this John. What do you think she means by that? I mean, I mean, obvious beyond the obvious. That do you think that she? He's got to mature before she'll take his orders. <laughs> so do you think we're going to see a time in the the, the series um, that she suddenly starts taking orders from him because he's turned into the John that she knows? I don't think he'll be ever be the John that she hears about to her. I think she'll be gone before she can actually, you know, before he, he becomes that. Mm. I think she'll be gone. It would probably like Cameron? take Cameron? No, uh, Sarah. I think she'll oh, be okay. gone. Yeah, no, there's I was just two different Johns, and I feel like the John before is the John while Sarah's still alive, and the, the future John, the one that's the leader, is when Sarah dies. Okay, got it. I was I was thinking it'd be like the significant shift, like end of, you know, like uh, like second season. All of a sudden, she starts taking orders from him because, you know, symbolically or whatever, he's turned into. I don't anyway. think she, I don't think she'll ever do that because she's his mom. I, I think it's the mom. Oh. Thing. Oh, no, I meant Cameron. Cameron's not going to take orders from the, you know, the John, John. that, yeah, this John. So, like, yeah. if she suddenly starts taking orders from him because he's, like, you know, he's in the trajectory and he's, like, suddenly become, like, symbolically the man that she knew. And symbolically is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Do you think Cameron's going to be long enough, uh, around long enough for that? I don't know. It's I, I hadn't thought that far. <laughs> I don't think he'll be leader John until like well into the war. Yeah, I think it's going to take him a lot more experience than what he has mm. to be a leader. Mm. Yeah, because he's obviously yeah, still stupid. Like <laughs> stupid decisions. Like he goes outside. Get a haircut. He has to get a nice haircut first before. <laughs> you can't be what a leader is... till he changes the hair. Yeah, what's up with the hair? I don't understand why people are on TV are so shaggy. Like I'm just... it's, I'm it's just awful. Picking... I'm just remember that one movie where Harry Potter was shaggy. That was the worst haircut. <laughs> <I've ever had. laughs> and here's the thing. Sorry, I'm just picturing John going to the barber now and asking, "Give me the leader one. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the savior haircut. The savior haircut, please." <laughs> Yeah, seriously, like just buzz cut. Because here's the thing: is that it's been a while since this since the series came out, right? But I feel like right. the shagginess in TV has remained. Like there is just an excess it of has. hair in TV. It's the Bieber thing, you know. It's but the... is it lasting this long? Like I don't think Bieber was alive when the series came out. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the shagginess transcends time. Remember the Beatles? Uh, <laughs> just shaggy hair on boys just sends girls screaming for and losing yeah. their minds. Yeah, I'm running from the other direction, but I guess I'm the target <laughs> audience for that. Uh, the, gosh, I have become an old person. I'm like, cut your hair. <laughs> Cut your Pull hair, your Yeah, no. <laughs> Whippersnapper, stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there's a voiceover from Sarah about the apocalypse. Yeah. And then John does about the dumbest thing he can do. Yes. <laughs> he goes to Charlie's house. Oh, my gosh. What's That's wrong with this guy? I know. Like, uh... Start snooping around. The address on their mail, the street name is the same street name that the Fight Club house was on in Fight Club. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. And he finds out Charlie's married, and that picture of Charlie and his wife looks a lot like the picture of Penny and Desmond to me from Lost. <laughs> That's what Aww. I'm thinking of when I saw it. Aw, Penny and Desmond. Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> Constance. So sad. Yes. Charlie. Not that Charlie. Uh, Charlie comes home and <laughs> finds him and mentions the picture that he saw and they talk. And eventually John knocks Charlie over and runs away. Charlie's a punk. <laughs> and John is back home before Sarah and Cameron get back and she touches him when she passes and gave him an exam and knows that he's stressed. And Sarah already uh, figured out that he snuck out. She just has to make sure it doesn't happen again. Did you notice that John was like, he kind of looked at uh, Cameron like, oh, she touched me. Yeah. Like, why are you strangely att- attracted to a robot? She's a robot. She doesn't look like a robot. She's pretty. She's a robot. <laughs> oh, now you're robotist. <laughs> I am a robotist. What can I say? Sad. Yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's skills apparently don't include scanning for cancer. Yeah. See, she's not only a robot, but she's a shitty robot. She needs to scan. <laughs> I don't know if I believe well, her. I bet the TX could have scanned for cancer. You guys, she would have licked it. Licked. What? She would have done the lick test. The lick test would have licked her and been like, yeah, you have yeah. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys think that she, that Cameron thinks that uh, Sarah needs to have cancer in order for the future to actually happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. The future time travel by Moglia! <laughs> yes. It would change. It would, yeah, I mean, sounds, to me it sounds like she kind of you know, it's a part of the the story. You know. Well, this this to... this series is all about changing the future, though. Yeah. The three of them need to go out and get some money to buy their fake papers. So they sneak into the resistance fighters' place, and they're looking for the valuable stuff, which they know will be hidden. And they mention that the Terminator is out looking for that fourth resistance fighter, and they're confident that uh, he'll find them. <laughs> The dead giveaway for the hiding place is the cat poster on the wall and the safe is behind it, but it's been booby-trapped, so Cameron gets electrocuted Oops. when she touches it. Termy's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> and Cameron's going to reboot in about 10 minutes, so they have to get the safe open, Which and the code is probably the worst code ever, yeah. Judgment Day. Way too easy. Yeah, it's yeah. so predictable. I mean, they could have thought about it a little bit more, but mm. I guess I guess they have time constraints. I don't know. No, they're they're too busy fighting a. I don't know. The writers, you mean? Too busy. <laughs> no, I, I mean the resistance fighters. They're too busy. Yes, the writers. <laughs> we, were, we were busy fighting a war. <laughs> um. So they have to get the stuff out, and Sarah, <laughs> she tosses Cameron out the window. <laughs> See, I, thought, I thought she would have been heavier. Like Cameron, obviously, is made of some lightweight. Material because yeah, yeah they couldn't move Arnie in T three. This guy weighs yeah. a ton. Yeah, and like obviously this girl is like less than a hundred pounds, um, so they must have you know maybe it's like titanium type material. Mm. Or- Sarah's so mean to Cameron in his episode. <laughs> Talking out the window. Well, you know she needed to be dealt with. I mean, what are they going to do? <laughs> Sorry, now I'm being, <laughs> now I'm being robotist. <laughs> And they get out right before the Terminator rise. Cameron wakes up and they leave. And somebody was watching them the whole time. He has a barcode on his arm. 
wonder who that could be. Dun, dun, dun. Barcodes on people don't bode well for anybody. Nope. Yeah, I don't know who that could be. Hopefully <laughs> it's somebody cool. <laughs> we can only hope. Cameron and John are going through their loot, and John finds some diamonds. Sarah's counting some money. So where the where the resistance fighters get all this cash and diamonds and? Well, they have like act, I mean, they're they're from the future, and like you know, we saw what they did to safes, like or the bank stuff before when they were sent back. So maybe something along the same lines, using technology to make their way. Resistance fighter went back and got put in place as the CEO of a diamond company. Or just like, you know, <laughs> you know, just with knowledge of, I don't know, just knowledge to steal stuff. Just stealing stuff. That's what it, that's, that's, they've stolen this. It's just like vampires. Yep. Like vampires are always rich. Why? Because they can <laughs> just, they can just like, you know, disappear and disapparate here and do this and do that. It's just magic. They're always rich. So same thing, resistance side fighters from the future are always rich. Vampires are rich because they kill rich people. So I'm assuming the resistance fighters are actually killing rich people. Or yeah, that works. Maybe Cameron vampires. stole it. They're vampires. They're vampires, guys. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome. Who Is would win? Just... A Terminator or a vampire? <laughs> a vampire. Probably the Terminator. I th- really? I vote vampire. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Terminator would just rip his head off, probably. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Well, of course, like, you know... <laughs> Vampires couldn't suck any blood out of Terminator, so they'd probably be disinterested and just kind of float away. They'd be like, yeah. why are we in this? We're too cool for this. We're going to go where and be like goth. <laughs> just, yeah, uh, Cameron wants to know why diamonds are a girl's best friend because John gave her a diamond. No. <laughs> Is she watching a commercial? Like... You know, like, what tell her that? That's like, I'm guessing John told her that. That is the lamest pickup line ever. If it's a pickup line, <laughs> I know, right? It's like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Cameron talks about the Tin Man, which is what Sarah keeps calling her. Sarah used to read John the Wizard of Oz in Spanish in the future. Future John told Cameron about this. I know why you're calling me Tin Man. It's because you're not allowed to say Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why. I don't know. I, I Sarah's like all angsty over this. I was like, calm down. Like I don't know. It's kind of sweet that her her son never told her and blah blah blah. I thought that was sweet. Like you know, as a I was a mother and I found out my future son remembered something of me that was very sweet. Then I'd just be like, that's cool. I would not take it out. But she's like all angry. Yeah, she's got a lot on her plate right now. Though she just found out she's gonna have cancer in the future. Mm-hmm. I think she's worried yeah, she, about it. She seems to be worried about that the entire episode. So. Shoots the messenger. <laughs> yeah. What if he did date Cameron? I wonder <laughs> just how, <laughs> just how <laughs> far they could go. What's, what's physically possible? With yeah. a robot? Well, I'm assuming yeah. that they built the right parts for her lady parts. Well, they <laughs> built the right male parts. We don't know how those male parts yeah. worked in the movies, <laughs> but... We did see, yeah, we did see Arnie's penis. So I mean, yeah. we also saw Robotic. T2's peener, penis too. Peener? <laughs> we saw his peener, man. <laughs> I like the way you're better than penis. That's not what I said, but I wish I said. It. <laughs> Tom, I saw your peener. 
my gosh. <laughs> I've never used that phrase in my life, and I think it's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's the best. <laughs> I think that, you know, I mean, like, come on. This is like, they made this in the future, and it's like after they had Fleshlight, so I'm assuming it would be <laughs> They took that into consideration because, like, it would we don't know what kind of tactics she might need to use in the past to, like, you know, exactly. get her way. So, but the uh, sorry to go off subject. Did you guys hear about the the picture of the discarded flashlight? Uh, I think it was in New York City. Was it? Just, oh, I want to hear about this. On the street, oh, it's in too a sad. <laughs> yeah, it was just on the street in a snowbank, but. Who discards a flashlight? Wouldn't those things be really expensive? Mm-hmm. I feel That's like... what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you have one, you know, you'd want to take good care of it. So, I mean, if you have a Terminator that has a built-in flashlight, you'd want to take good care of it. Don't discard it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't throw it out a window. Yeah. It's a perfectly good flashlight, guys. It can be used again <laughs> and again. Exactly. exactly. They, get threw, it again. they threw it out the window anyways. <laughs> they threw it out the window. Uh. <laughs> Just brush her off. Just brush her off. She'll be fine. No. Well, here's the thing is that it can be used again and again, but it can't be used again by another person because that would be kind of gross. So no one's going to steal that flashlight. Maybe they're just keeping it out there for like air it out a little. I'll come and pick that up later. No one's going to pick it up. I bet you some people do shoot flashlights. No. All right. I'm done. I'm done with the flashlight. I don't want to go that. <laughs> well, people on a budget I guess you're right <laughs> I'm just looking up prices on the air <laughs> you're looking up flashlight <laughs> prices yeah I just wanted to see how expensive they are <laughs> I think they come in a range they do come in yeah. a range you can get flashlights uh, molded uh, at, uh, it's like the mold of your favorite porn star's vagina <laughs> <laughs> you can request that. <laughs> Misty stove. I know I you can get like website stove. one time because I was like, "How do these things work?" I'm con- I'm I'm curious, and then I watched a video, and I was forever disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's no different that you can get like you know, like you can get basically um, dildos in the shape of like porn stars. You can penises. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Oh, you can get her mouth or her butt. Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, so mouth like, and butt. And her vagina. So, I wonder so who verifies this is what I want to know. Because, like, for guys, like, you know, you can be like, eh, like, hold it up and be like, yeah, it's about right. Looks like about that. Like, you know, I don't comparison. Feel that, I don't feel that the process of getting your butt molded would be very comfortable <laughs> either. <laughs> <laughs> like, people have to pour this. liquid in your butt and you have to let it set. That's not good, guys. <laughs> You know, some of these things, some of these people have done weirder things on camera for different things, you know? I guess so. I, guess I don't know. I gave, I gave a friend of mine one of those mole things. It's kind of a joke, a birthday present yeah. one time. Well, yeah, Matt, Mel, you two met him last year. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if he ever used it or not, but I gave him <laughs> Wait, a what? <laughs> a mole where you can, like, mold your own penis. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I got one of those mold things, but they were for hands. They were not, well, uh, at least that's what they told me. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> you should ask him if he, like, he should, you know, show us the result. No, never mind. I don't want to see it. Forget it. I, w- I 
want to see. I want to see what you've done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your work. <laughs> it's, it's art. It's art. <laughs> Put it on my wall. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I really like you. <laughs> I just want to go. Whoa. Whoa. What is that? I don't know. It's an ad somewhere. Oh, is that me? <laughs> what are no. you looking at? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> where am I? Oh, Cromarty's body and Chet's uniform. He goes to get his head back. Matt, stop browsing the internet. <laughs> it was us. It was us, but <laughs> that page... That, that page- that page has been open for a half an hour. Trace Trace decided to talk man. now. <laughs> yeah, that page has been open for a half an hour and now an ad plays. <laughs> well, okay. Whatever ad it was, it sounded kind of sexy. So what? I'm not going to ask where you were. It was shampoo. <laughs> well, that would explain it. I completely oh. believe that. It was shampoo. I miss shampoo. Instead of a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> So in my day job, that's what I do. Like I am the person who creates those ads or I place those ads for my company. Not the shampoo ones, but uh, yeah. So uh, that would be poor. Yeah, it's my fault completely. It'd be poor, poor user error or poor user experience. Sorry. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Distracted. Go on. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah goes to get their papers and some guys fixing Cameron up. So I guess they know about Cameron now. Or I don't know. Sarah catches something Carlos says about his uncle in Spanish when they're leaving. Next, Charlie's wife is asking how he is. He blames it on a rough night, some guy on meth. She's a nurse. I don't think his wife is long for this world. No. His wife's gonna die, and he's gonna join. Oh. He's gonna join the the Connor cause. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of meant to be, I guess. <clears throat> Just the way it's going. So Sarah voiceover about how they don't have much money, and she liked having no name because it's the only time she got to be her. But there's a price you have to pay for that, and that price is getting higher every day. I actually tried to pay attention to the voiceovers this episode instead of just zoning out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of they are hard. zone outable, yeah. They're not, yeah. They're just very generic. I don't really care for them that much. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a. I mean, you know, like there are people. I mean, for example, Veronica Mars um, did voiceover well, and like there's. I'm just starting to watch Shy Zombie, and they seem to do it pretty. I mean, Rob Thomas shows, I guess, do it well. But I'm not a, overly fond of voiceovers unless they're they really contribute a lot. And so far, I'm not impressed with the way they've done it on this series. Maybe it'll get better but you know yeah. we'll see uh sarah goes to see enrique and she pulls a gun on him she finds out that he was in jail on a uh, gun charge and he read it out his read it out his cellmate what did you they made a reference to oregon here <laughs> and they dropped his charge while he's talking <laughs> cameron comes out of nowhere and bam shoots him dead <laughs> I, got, I didn't really yeah. like what they did. I didn't really like what they did to this guy's. Case. He seemed like such a good friend in T two. Yeah. And when when he said his his was his nephew wasn't a believer, does that mean that Sarah Connor got Enrique to believe about the future with the Terminators? That's what it sounds like. That's what I thought. Yeah. How would you get someone to believe that? <laughs> well, how did Sarah believe it? Well, she saw evidence. I know, but 
I don't know. Well, you get people, people to believe all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, people right? believe in vampires and, you know, all kinds of stuff that they have no factual whatever for. And if you have someone as adamant and as, like, you know, as Sarah was, I mean, part of you might eventually believe her. Yeah. And if you also, if you see, like, the way the world's heading, you might, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, Skynet could exist, conceivably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about time travel, but Skynet could. Yeah, people believe in all kinds of things, so it's not yeah. too far-fetched. Cameron says he was possibly lying. Um, she did it because Sarah wouldn't. And Sarah slaps Cameron like, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she slap? I don't. That's what I didn't understand that. Why would you slap a Terminator? Like they care because you can. Yeah, like and, and also because though. here's the thing: like, is that I would do it because I know that it wouldn't hurt them, and I could get my frustration out. Like you know, like you want to hit a punching bag, and so you know if it's a real person. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, if it was a real person, I'd feel bad. But if it was a Terminator, but she's covered like, in re- she's covered in real flesh. What if she gets? Well, that'd be funny if Cameron's like cheek yeah. like turns purple and swells up, yeah. <laughs> and she starts crying, and she, and she starts, shuts down for 120 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> she's the delicate Terminator. Yeah. Aww, she's- like she can take a whooping, but you slap the her on her face, and she she becomes she's just in the, like any other girl. It starts <laughs> it pouting. Yeah, Hardly boot. She won't talk to you for an hour. <laughs> Let the Terminator come kill you while she's pouting. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Back home, yeah. Do they ever mention how they got this house and where? <laughs> Actually, you know, just upon on the slap thing, like if she punched her, do you think like her hand would break? Because yeah, that's what I was thinking. Isn't Cameron kind of hard? Like I think the slap would feel good because it's like a you know like I mean slapping you won't hurt anything, but if you punched her, like I think her her fu- her fist would break. Probably. Just wondering. Back home, John and Cameron are practicing John's cover story. I spelled practicing the um, British way or Canadian way. Maybe. With an S? An S, yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm turning English, you guys. <laughs> or you're turning Canadian, which is far worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's far worse, I won't lie. <laughs> I don't know. If it wasn't so cold, I'd be Canadian. Would you? Yeah, there was a time when I was going to move up there, and it was too cold, and I stopped. <laughs> you stopped yourself from moving. <laughs> well, I worked for a company that was based in Toronto. My entire team was up there, and I just loved it so much that I considered, and then it turned cold, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm not up here. So I stopped myself. No, no thanks. <laughs> uh, Sarah asked if, uh, no, wait, John asked if Sarah went out, and she says it was probably Cameron walking that he heard. And he'll practice some more if she wants, but she says, you're going to school. Because at least she'll know where he is and who he's with. And he starts to say something, but he changes his mind. Charles think he was going to tell her. Fire, liar, about- pants on fire. <laughs> Probably about um, her ex-fiance, maybe? Or do you think she is going to, at any point, come clean to her? I think that's what we're supposed to believe, but... Yeah. What do you think Sarah would do? If she found she out that he went to see Charlie, mm-hmm. kill him. She'd give him a good scolding. She can't. Yeah, she can't kill him. That's the thing. It's like as much as she <laughs> could say that, she'd be like, "You're full of shit, mom." <laughs> I didn't you can't mean kill me. Kill, yeah, I didn't mean kill him for real. I just mean kill him like go to your room, kind of kill yeah, him. See, 
every threat Keep as a social. parent at that point is like empty. You know, it's like I'm going to disown you. No, you're not because <laughs> if you because leave me out in the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, you're going to tie him up. And not let him. <laughs> he'd be like, at least it's not boring. <laughs> She'd make him do push-ups. That's right. Yeah, that would be the worst. <laughs> Exercise. <laughs> the police are looking over Enrique's place, and Ellison is there listening to a message from him. Sounds like he was going to rat out Sarah after all. How dare you, Enrique? Thought you were cool. Supposed to be loyal. Character assassin. He's already... Yeah, like he's already out of jail. Like, why is he writing out Sarah now? Is he going to gain from it? It sounded like he was going to get a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Who chose De Niro's? Yeah, for his retirement. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Next, John and Cameron are registering for school. He's John Baum, like El Frank Baum. Of course. Do we find Sarah, out her name? Yeah. yeah, is she going to be a sister, stepsister? Um, I don't know. I do know, but <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Sarah doesn't know the voiceover about knowing thyself. Says you should know thyself because what else is there to know? And you see Crow Marty wandering around, and Sarah Baum is going to see an oncologist. And that's the end of the episode. Ooh. So, when he unwraps himself, is he going to be the same actor? He's not, right? He's going to be that other guy. What do you mean, unwraps himself? But he's under all that stuff. Yeah, he's just a Terminator head. I know, but do you think that he's going to like have flesh? Like maybe, I don't know, put someone's flesh on his head? Or is he always going to look like that? <laughs> I don't That wouldn't be convincing. <laughs> just some like floppy skin over top of his metal head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> put like a wolf's head on. I don't know. I just feel like it'll be weird to have a Terminator that goes around like that all season. He's got no choice right now. Did we discuss about how Sarah was like, I want you to be in school. It's going to be safe. Mm, yeah. So it's, dumb. Like, it was safe last time. Very dumb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that Terminator wasn't able to really... Well, she helped him get get away. But I mean, I don't know how it's going to be safer to be in school. It's not going to be safe anywhere he goes. I don't think she really... John's got to learn social skills or no one will follow him. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason that really... He needs to learn math. Yeah. Because we all use algebra and, you know, he needs calculus. He probably (laughs) needs to know how to write a letter, you know. Public speaking. Mm Mm-hmm. He just needs basic life skills. Sarah can't teach him that. (laughs) No, no. She's too busy. She's just a waitress. Yeah, she's See, that's the thing. Like, he's like supposed to be like a genius and like coming up with all this. If she keeps him indoors and like tries to save him from that and tells him no computers or anything, how is he going to learn any of the stuff that he needs to learn? Like, it's not you know, like it, like when she dies apparently, but like you know, I think that she has to like foster his growth as well. Yeah. Yep. See, this episode received an Emmy nomination for outstanding stunt coordination. Mm. Yes. The pilot received two nominations, single camera picture editing and visual effects. Hmm. And the whole series, over the course of the series, it got nominated for a bunch of Saturn Awards. The only one it won was Summer got one, where she tied with Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost for Best Special, uh, best Supporting Actress. Oh, oh. I was going to say, like, Best Robot Impersonation. <laughs> ah. 
best oh, time. Wow. <laughs> um, I love Elizabeth Mitchell, actually. Yeah. Um, so just just on her fiancé real quick, do you think – I mean, I really like the actor. Do you think that he's going to be – I don't. I'm really curious to see how he's going to be involved. Like part of me is like, is he going to be – like wouldn't it be weird if he's like the reason why – like he works for Skynet, or even though he's a cop, I don't know how that would work. Or I think that they're going to eventually meet. I don't know. It's just he weird. wouldn't still be around if they weren't going to show up, like run into. But a in kid. what? Yeah, but what way is he going to like? His wife is going to die. Wife? His wife's going <laughs> to die, and he's going to join them by default. I don't know. She's going to get caught in Terminator Crossfire. I think he's going <laughs> to die. Like he's going to see her and help her and like save her, and then he's going to die. And she's going to join the, the resistance? The wife. His, his wife will join the resistance, <laughs> not him. And she'll become Sarah's lover. Ooh, <laughs> this is getting spicy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, let's see what happens. She's going to have a little love interest. And I don't know. It'd be weird if he came back and they started up something again. Yeah. And then he gave her a ring and she ran off, ran off again. <laughs> she runs off again. <laughs> Maybe they'll both live, and it'll just be a threesome. Maybe. Ah. Uh. Mm. They'll have, like, a... They'll that's be some polyamorous. Spicy. Yes, that's even spicier, guys. Sister wives. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. A threesome and John will date a Terminator, and... <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird... And be way... <laughs> she'll be way better than the Fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he'll tell her as soon as he's finished. Yeah. He's like, you're better than the flashlight. And then she'll and she'll say, you built me that way. <laughs> awesome. I like this version of the show. <laughs> Do we have any quotes? This wasn't a really quotable episode to me, I don't think. I feel like there's going to be like one quote in each episode. It's been the past couple episodes. Go ahead, Mel. You're the guest. Have, take the one no, quote. No, I have like two quotes, so I will let uh, somebody else take the obvious quote. You're the guest. You go first. Why? Do is it true? Quote? Is it true? Guest yes. first? Guest go first. Should I do the quote that everyone else has? I don't have any, actually. So. Okay. <laughs> Just move the food around and the turkey will reveal itself to you. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, I won't steal the other quote. My... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. My only quote is, uh, I should know about your skills, or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Sarah to Cameron. Uh, yeah, she wants to know if she's actually a fleshlight. <laughs> I want to know what my son might get into. <laughs> what are you going to do to my boy? <laughs> Can you do cat scans? I should know about your skills, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that one. I don't know. I didn't have a. I, I didn't think about any funny ones. So I mean, those two were funny. I just did. I know what the Tin Man is. He needed a heart, which is Aww. so indicative, Cameron. I really think I'm. I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not a shipper between Cameron. What will we call the shipment? The ship between John and Cameron. Jamron. 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 Yeah. Or Con. Con. Um, <laughs> Con. <laughs> So I'm not a con shipper, but um, con I don't know. I have a feeling that the show's going to put them together. Camera John. Camera John. <laughs> uh, I have another quote. I want to be El Finito. 
<laughs> he wants to die? Well, he is. El- he was El Finito. He was El Finito. He got what he wanted. My quote is Summer leaning up against the car. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice! Creep. I really do like that because then the girl looks over at her really slowly. And she looks over. That was probably awesome. my favorite moment of the episode when they were on that car. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who is our badass of the week this week? Um, that girl mm. against the car. Yeah. yeah silent her. Silent girl. Cholo? The non-speaking role. <laughs> she, she said so much with her eyes. She did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her body language. Yeah. I wouldn't she, want uh, I wouldn't want to... What is it? I think I just uh, said something really offensive in Spanish. Sorry, guys. Um, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to, I but then I realized know. that... I, anyway. Um, if I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know if I did, because I, I know French. I don't know Spanish. Um, oui. Um, so, I, uh, I, think, I think that, you know, it's just her looks alone. She's, she's just definitely badass. Like, I wouldn't want to come across her in an alley. No. All right, let's rate this bad boy. Want to start us out, Mel? Uh, I <laughs> am going to give it a uh, five out of ten futuristic technologies. <laughs> so you're not liking the show, huh? Not really. No. I enjoyed talking about it, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just feels so cliche to me. This whole show mm-hmm. just feels like a bunch of TV tropes all glued together and I'm not really caring for it so far, but nah, I don't know. It might get better, but it's just a lot of action, not so much good character development. Like, it's just a lot of, you know, characters that, you know, you've seen before. You know mm. what I mean? It's just, it doesn't feel very unique. Mm. But I guess it can't be because it's Terminator. So I guess they've kind of got a lot on their hands, but I don't know. We'll see where they go with it. All right. How about you, Malika? Um, I didn't like it as much as I liked the pilot, um, because, you know, the whole time travel thing at the end was awesome in the pilot. Um, it wasn't bad, but it was just kind of like a, a fair episode. It did tend to enjoy it just because like the little moments like we talked about with the car. And then, um, I actually really, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with, you know, her ex fiance, whose name I don't even know. Um, <clears throat> I gave it 6.5 out of 10 El Finitos. Uh, how about you, Matt? Yeah, I don't I can't put my finger on what I don't what's not connecting with me for this series, but it's the same going through the same thing I went through the last time I watched the first 3 episodes or 4 episodes where it's just not just not pulling me in, it's not connecting with me. I don't know if it's because everybody so unfamiliar looking with these characters that they're supposed to be and it just feels so different from the movies I know and love. I don't know. It's not 80s enough. (laughs) That too. I'm hoping it I get I warm up to the these versions of these characters but for now I mean obviously I'm going to stick with it but for now I, I can't give it higher than a 7 out of 10 tingly touches Mm-hmm. No. Oh, he says weird. Because <laughs> you rated it higher than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> you talked it down more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I, I'm like, I just, I don't know. I'm not, I 
can't connect to it I think it, it was fine. I thought it could have been better. I think it just relied too much on being uh, an action-y TV show. If the episode... They rely, they're relying too much on the the, uh, the fact that it's Terminator. That, yeah. that it's a franchise. I feel like they're relying on that name to mm. make it big. And they're not really trying hard enough to make it a good show. Yeah. yeah if it, if the exact same episode happened with Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, <laughs> and the guy who actually played <laughs> Enrique... Then it would got to like two more points. You think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh huh? well, yeah. Oh uh, well. Sorry, I have okay. to say, I've... all I could see when I was watching this was Cersei. All I could see is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, <laughs> and I know you guys. Okay. Upset. Yeah. No, I am so glad you said that because there were certain moments where I'm like, "That's Cersei's looking." She did yeah. that when she had that that scene with Jamie, and like, yes. oh, it was so distracting. Exactly, <laughs> it is very distracting, and I kind of wish I didn't have that that outlook right now because I feel like maybe that's affecting uh, my viewing of the show. But I don't know. I might get over it eventually. Like I know sometimes some people get over that, but well, we're gonna we're heading in. As I was thinking about this because I'm really geeked it about um, about. Game of Thrones, like, season five starting. And we're going to be watching this as Game of Thrones is going on in April. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, that's one of the reasons why it's, like, so prominent in my mind. So I don't know if I'm going to get over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess, I, guess, I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> blonde hair, black hair, blonde hair. That's how we'll keep them straight. <laughs> uh, anyways, yes. Yeah, sorry, Will. Sorry, I interrupted your reading. Uh, no, it's fine. I want to be sort of the voice of the sin. I really like the episode, and I'll put it up there with the pilot. I think it has a lot of good moments and some good action, but not you know too much action. So I gave it eight and a half out of ten. Ten mans. I will say that I can understand why the choreography got um, a nod because I did think that the pilot episode and this episode, you know, did that quite well. So like from yeah. even though like action scenes to me, um, <clears throat> they're not the reason why I watch shows. I can appreciate them for you know how they're done, and I think this one was done really well. Uh, maybe I'm got rose colored glasses on. Hopefully, they'll get it better for you guys. <laughs> oh, no, I, I like it. I, I I you know I I'd like to like the show, but I I'm not <laughs> super optimistic about it. I guess you're like if I have to watch it, I'd like to like it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to. Yes, but I, I don't, I don't, I can't see this becoming the type of show that I will like. But maybe it might end up surprising me. Okay, let's do some feedback. Feedback. See, our first email is from Danielson. I'll read this one. Oh, I have <laughs> Danielson. I have to do that. send it to yourself. <laughs> We can follow. That's awesome. Daniel says, hey, Chroniclers, is that the preferred name now? (laughs) All right, so first off, how do we think Cromartie's head came through without any living tissue? That seems like a major plot hole. We explained that. The producer explained that. Terminators really need to start looking both ways before crossing the road. From the Fugitive Die in Bank Blast headline, we learned that the TDE ended up destroying the whole complex, too. Matt was talking about the movement of Earth through space and how the how that affects time travel. But I think the highway they appeared at is the same location as where the bank was. So I, I, I actually caught that when they did the previously or on or what, you know, when they showed that they said, well, you know, where like 
you know, where are we? And she said, where is the same place? But, you know, the time. And she mentioned that, yeah. so I caught that. Yeah. It's a good catch. After the wreckage was cleared and it was built over, but it's hard to believe nobody searched the wreckage of the bank to find Cromarty's endoskeleton buried in there. But all right, <laughs> it went through time. Oh, well, his endoskeleton. I don't think that did. Oh, yeah, that did. Cameron's abs look amazing when she leans against the SUV. (laughs) (laughs) However, it would have been funny if the hood dented in the end or the car lurched backwards a little. I'm not sure how much a Terminator's weight factors into things. You would think they weigh a lot, but even in the first film, Arnold drove a police cruiser without apparently weighing it down too much and even a motorcycle. Maybe some ultralight metals are used for the endoskeleton. But they couldn't move him in T3. Hmm. That was a different model, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird. I think that's a little inconsistent because they couldn't make them too heavy because, like you said, like there will be like factors like, you know, how they run and, and, um, like, you know, the, the velocity and I don't know, all that physics stuff that I don't understand, like on the pavement. And so I guess they have to be made of something that's like, akin to something human weight, maybe. Mm. How do the newbies feel about Cameron only taking orders from future John? Uh, That seems weird because he's not even around. <laughs> so she can't get updated with new orders. She's like, just lost. She's just like, got her I orders. Mean, this- and if anything, any, any mission parameters change, then she's going to have to make it up herself. And we haven't seen Terminators, you know, trusted with that. So well, maybe that, that's why she's different. Like, you know, maybe she's going to be trusted with, like, she's, she acts more like a human. Maybe she's also supposed to, like, you know, like, overall mission she's supposed to take from John, but she's going to act on her own now. Maybe. I still think I still think there's a chance that there'll be a point where she starts taking, you know, orders from this John, and it'll be, like, this dramatic moment in the series. I don't know. It just sounds like a TV thing to do, even though, like you said, it doesn't make too much sense and she might be dead. John, I've got good news. You're allowed to boss me around now. <laughs> You're in bed. <laughs> uh, just the moment I've been waiting for. You gave, um, me, you gave me strict orders that if we were to ever copulate, <laughs> you can boss me around from then on. <laughs> Daniel says, the whole 9-11 thing kind of bothers me a little bit. They show us Sarah is horrified by it, and rightly so, but honestly... What she did to Cyberdyne in her timeline would be right up there on the list when people talk about biggest U.S. terrorist attacks. 3,000 people didn't die, of course, but there was a massive shootout and the huge explosions that people will remember for years to come. In terms of alternate history, something like that might have even led to similar kinds of sweeping domestic terrorism legislation earlier than in our timeline. Of course, it wouldn't have been able to justify a war in the Middle East, so the government wouldn't have been as interested, but still... <laughs> I like how John is bewildered by Cameron's display of affection toward him, but she's just slyly scanning him. Do the newbies have any predictions about that fourth resistance fighter we glimpsed briefly? Uh, I already know who it is, I think. <laughs> I don't, but I wondered about that. Um, I'm sure that he'll come back and he'll be... Uh, let's see, let me think. Um, he's going to be related to them somehow. He'll be like... John Connor's best buddy. <laughs> the guy with the rat tail? No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. Matt are, you, Matt, are you convinced that Cameron is a true Terminator now? She didn't take any chances with Enrique. Sarah's slap was stupid, though. They should have shown her having to hold ice on her hand after. 
Yeah, that was good that we got to see a Terminator do some terminating. <laughs> <laughs> it makes even less sense to me that Sarah would be sending John to public school now. Now they know Terminators are back and they are still on the run from the law. It's not like he can't go outside, but have him homeschooled and use all the extracurricular criminal activities he'll be doing as credit write-offs. <laughs> <laughs> I think what bothers me is that I feel like this is just Fox saying that kids should be in school rather than something that makes sense inside the story. You know Stay what? in school, kids. And public school is dangerous, okay? Like, you know, bad things can happen in public schools. I know. I went to one. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah getting herself tested for cancer was a nice touch at the end there. Oh, yeah. I actually wanted to talk about that because I feel like if this was, um, if this was Linda Hamilton, she wouldn't have like, you know, she'd been like, yeah, I'm going to die. And that's just the way it's going to be. But I like to think that maybe this Sarah Connor like wants to live and is concerned about, I don't know. I just like that for some reason. I know it doesn't make her as tough or, you know, supposedly tough, but it makes her smart. Solid episode with nice ideas. Seven out of ten, hang in there, baby kittens. <laughs> Daniel son. I said I was going to stop calling him Daniel son, but he signed off that way. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what can you do? Yes. All right. Next email is from Heidi. I'll read it. This one's from Heidi. Hey guys, I love the opening, not the credit sequence, but the what is the show about thing. I love the scenes where we see that John is just a teenage boy, like when he can't find the turkey in the fridge when he's and when he's recording his voicemail message, he finds that Terminators won't recognize him. Of course, he's going to he's going to go out and to the mall. He's so 90s, by the way. And that's just me talking, not Heidi. <laughs> Whenever someone is is in the street in the show, expect them to get hit by a car. Oh, great. So we're going to see this again. <laughs> okay. So Sarah um, is dead at this point in time. At least we don't have to worry about her running into herself in, like in Back to the Future. Cancer doesn't care if you're a good fighter. Watching John on the computer, I wanted to yell at him. Everyone can see it. Kitties don't <laughs> like Terminators either. That cop is Captain on Grimm. Yes, he is. I like that they bring up September 11th. It makes us realize that they are in our world. It isn't some alternate TV universe. And yes, I'm sure those who know about Skynet would have thought the world was ending. I love that both Cameron and Sarah know John was up to something. Even when Cameron's skin analysis test, Sarah is smarter. I also love John's shocked expression when Sarah throws Cameron out the window. It's a good thing <laughs> that Cameron is willing to do the hard things or El Finito would have turned them in. There's just so much um, in this episode. I love it. Until next time, Heidi. Thank, Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Next, we have audio feedback from Ian. Hi, Chroniclers. It's Ian here with my feedback for Know Thyself. But before I get into the episode, I want to address something from the pilot. A little thing about Cameron and why she's so different when we actually first meet her. I think there's two programs. So, before John is in danger from... The Terminators, Cameron is there to observe. Cameron is there to infiltrate herself into John's life. But as soon as there's danger to John, that takes priority, and so her behaviour changes slightly. Now on to what I think of this week's episode. This is a slightly weak episode, given what we got in the pilot. First off, I, I just have to say, I never liked the season one intro. 
I'm not a fan of the opening narration for it. It just doesn't feel right. That isn't to say there aren't good parts about this story. And the idea that resistance fighters are sent back into the past, as well as Terminators, fed, I think, into my old theory that we're in the middle of the war. And actually, in the Terminator's Ericana Chronicles, that might be the case. But not necessarily for the whole series. I just got the two confused. The idea that Sarah suffers from cancer at some point is one of the few holdovers and connections we have to T3. However, in T3, Sarah dies in 97, which is actually two years before the first episode starts. Still, jumping over her own death really does affect Sarah throughout this episode. I mean, it's not just the fact she goes and gets tested, but she really is worried about what will happen to John. And I think some of that feeds into her horror at finding out about 9-11, which is a nice point to actually put in here, that yes... They wouldn't know about it, but Sarah would be so affected by it. It's just a small little point. It goes by so quickly, but it's worth noting. The idea of referring to the Tin Man and L. Frank Baum, uh, even so far as to give the Connors Baum as a surname for the alias, is a nice little touch they've got in here. And it links into a lot of the themes of the entire Terminator franchise in some ways. Definitely worth taking note of. And finally, I just want to mention that we're not rid of Cromarty yet. His head makes an appearance in the story, and it's kind of creepy because as soon as that worker picks up the head, you know it's not going to end well for him. But the fact that a Terminator's body can function almost independently of the head on remote is creepy. It's a nice little moment. Again, this episode isn't great, but it's full of nice little moments. Nevertheless, I'm going to enjoy hearing your comments on this episode, and every single episode. So, on to episode three. Thank you, Ian. Mercy. (laughs) Next up is email from Laurie who I'll be talking to this weekend on Down Below. Hmm. Or we all will be talking to her. I want to... I'm waiting to do another... Who wants to take Laurie's email? I can do it. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, Is that the Hello Chroniclers? Yes. Hello Chroniclers. Some quick feedback under the wire for the second episode. I really like this one, quite a bit better than the pilot, but I tend to like character building more than action scenes. All my favorite action scenes were around Cameron, especially in the scene in front of the car as she was emulating the other girl. It was interesting to see the contrasts between her trying to act human and doing inhuman acts like sampling John's skin and killing the guy at the end. I was pretty sure she was going to analyze John's skin when I saw her touch him. Did the newbies guess as well? Kind of, I guess, for me, but I don't know about you guys. I thought something was up. I it, I didn't get it right away. Like then, when she walked into the other room, um, and probably like a second before she started it. So, yeah, it's probably me, the same for me. For me, it just felt like another like another example of them trying to be like, oh, she's not like other Terminators. She she understands human contact for like purposes of like 
purposes of sexy time? No, for purposes of like uh, just relating someone, to. Yeah, just making someone feel better, a little bit or something. I don't know. All right. It she was, can eat chips. She can eat chips, guys. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It was also it was also interesting and super creepy to see the pieces of the other Terminator start to reassemble. It did not really surprise me, but I might have thought it would have it would take longer into the season. John was a bit more interesting out on his own and exploring the new tech that is out there. Quite a lot did develop in that eight years. <laughs> Predictions: Not a lot new. Obviously, the X will be involved. Also, I think something will hold up the reassembling Terminator so that we he will not be all together for several episodes. Badass Cameron once again, quote, Cameron to the driver, please remain calm. <laughs> <laughs> Rating 8 out of 10, headless termies. Aw, thanks. Oh, that would have been my quote if I remembered it. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Yes. And finally, we have feedback from Matt A. Oh, I'll take that, Matt. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my feedback for no kissy food. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> One, it was nice to have a break from the Termi's pursuit of the Connors to focus on the Connors themselves. Poor John misses potential stepdaddy Dean Winters. Uh, poor Sarah has a kind of cancer that makes you forget your name. <laughs> I felt bad for both of these sad sacks. They should have had, they should take that hang in their baby cat poster home with them and stare at it until they both feel better. That cat was so cute. <laughs> Two, also I also don't understand why Sarah lets John enroll in public school to be a normal kid, yada, yada, yada. There's nothing normal about his childhood. Settle for keeping him alive until Judgment Day. Or fight Skynet. I thought that was the plan. What is this John in high school bullshit? Don't like. Three. Glaubot imitating that female street tough by leaning against a car was a humorous moment. I also enjoyed Sarah costing the Glaubot under the pretense that she was a, a stepmother to a troublesome youth. Summer Glau does not look like a high school student that requires adult supervision. <laughs> she was 27 at the time of filming this, and she looks like she's in her 20s. Agreed. <laughs> I don't remember much of what happened this episode. I have a feeling not much did happen. But I enjoyed it more than the pilot because it didn't feel derivative of the films. The relationship between Sarah and the Glaubot is very compelling to me. I love their scenes. The best moment was Dean Winters seeing John alive and that pained expression of not understanding... What happened to his almost son? Very emotional. <laughs> keep son. keep fighting the future, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Sorry. Hashtag Glaubot. <laughs> Thank just you. The combination of the word almost son makes me laugh. Too. <laughs> <laughs> he was almost my son, but I failed. <laughs> she got away. <laughs> almost caught. <laughs> it's like you're fishing for sons. <laughs> Damn it. Almost got it. I got one, reel him in. <laughs> uh, thanks for feedback, everybody. That's mail at what we make podcast.com if you want to send us your feedback. Yes, thank you. Yes, thanks. Thank you, thank you. You want to do predictions or are we already done predictions? <laughs> <laughs> made all our predictions. What's, What's the next episode called? called? 
The next episode is called The Turk. It's about Turk from Daredevil. (laughs) There's also a chocolate bar here in Canada. I don't know about you guys, but in Canada we have a chocolate chocolate bar called Big Turk. It's disgusting. It's like a Turkish delight in a chocolate bar. It's Turkish delight. It's the one that that tastes like flowers, so it's like purple. It's rose water, man. Rose water? Yeah. Okay, well, it's rose water. Uh, It looks like a... Turd almost. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's it's purple jelly covered in chocolate is disgusting. Don't ever dr- don't ever eat a big, don't, don't ever drink a big turk. <laughs> big turk bar. <laughs> Anyways, the next episode's about a chocolate bar. Yeah, seriously, and it's gonna be like it's gonna. Uh, yeah, that's what it's about. It'll be horrific, and we'll all like cringe. So I used to like you know Turkish delight. It was described in um like a Narnia, like a. Well, if you don't eat the rose water one, it's actually good. The pistachio one is good. Delicious. Well, when I was young and I was like, you know, living in Egypt and we didn't have access to certain such things, I was like all about Turkish delight because I just thought it sounded lovely. And then, unfortunately, I found out the reality. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> but, but it's like the saddest said, thing in the world. But like I said, the pistachio Turkish delight is great. The rose water one, eh, not so much. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just what flavor you get. Yeah, if you get the pistachio flavor, it's excellent. Mm. I love pistachios. Mm. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you learned more about Turkish delight than you ever wanted to. <laughs> I'm hungry, but I'm not hungry for Turkish delight. Just go grab another one of your cookie dough energy bars. <laughs> <laughs> there might still be some yogurt on your back. No, it's not. <laughs> it might be. You licked it all up. It might be dried into like one of those, like you know, the delightful like yogurt crust, like you know when you get a yogurt covered raisin or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be a yogurt covered raisin right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Coffee crisp. That's my favorite. Yeah, yes. you've had that? candy out of Canada. I've had some once. Yeah. No. Been craving it ever since. Oh, it seems like a, a lot of the Americans love the coffee crisp. I know we're c- crazy about it. Yeah. <sighs> well, Mel, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hungry. You guys, you <laughs> just ate. Like, that was like a sigh an- of unrequited love. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> Where can we find Thanks. I'll go ahead. Can find, uh, pretty much just all the same areas that you can find Matt. Areas. Okay. Areas. <laughs> you can find the areas me. on the internet. You can find me sometimes. Where? What, what are we doing now? We're doing Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hooplecast. Hooplecast. So you can find me at Hooplecast. Uh, you can also find me at the Defenders Podcast, a yep. podcast about a whole series of things. We're going. We have just reviewed. The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Mm. I don't know if the episode is out yet. I don't think so. It is. It is? <gasps> wow, that was fast. Yes. So we've done that. Twin Peaks podcast. And the Twin Peaks podcast, which I am sometimes a part of. <laughs> and which I will be re-listening to. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's good. Yes. Awesome. Well... That's all we have for you this week, folks. We'll be back next time with the Turk. But until then, remember, there's no fate but what we make. There's no place. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.